The Women's Fund for Scotland is Scotland's only dedicated fund for women and girls. I'm Susan Morrison and this is our podcast where we talk to inspiring women improving the lives of those women and girls today. In this episode, Anna takes us on a journey with the Joshua Nolan Foundation. We learn about virtuous circles, counselling and much more. Thank you for joining us to tell us about the Joshua Nolan Foundation. I wonder if you could just tell us a little bit about the foundation. Absolutely. Um, so the Joshua Nolan Foundation is a suicide prevention and mental health charity in Edinburgh and has been in existence for 10 years uh, offering counselling, counselling for those at risk of suicide, counselling for those uh, bereaved of suicide it's sort of developed into a more general mental health charity, as in we cater for more than just the extreme cases. Um, so anyone that comes to us will get part-funded counselling and immediate fun, uh, funded counselling as well, which is, I suppose, unique compared to other counselling services where you have to wait for a long time. <laughs> um, yes, I was on your website and it was pointing out that in some places people can be waiting up to 18 months before they can yeah. get a therapist. But your founder decided that she would create this amazing charity which delivers help when it's needed. Exactly. So reaching out for help um, is a really brave thing to do and it takes a lot of energy and willpower to, to actually reach out for many people. And then to be told you have to wait is just not. It's just not right. When you're in a really bad place, you need the help then and there. So, yes, that's what the Joshua Nolan Foundation has been offering for 10 years. Last year, we also rolled out a new service of offering mental health first aid courses, which is aimed at everyone. And it empowers people to just talk about mental health a bit more and a bit more openly so asking the right questions dealing with a mental health emergency situation and supporting friends family colleagues anyone it is a life skill and and it's basic human interaction and communication basic skills of proper listening and you know asking the right questions without dodging the and being scared of talking about the tough stuff the Joshua Nolan Foundation has, has a tragic story at its heart of a young man who, in despair, um, ended his life. Um, and it seems to, it, it sparked your founder to create this charity, which actually means that people can access mental health services much quicker. Would that be right? Correct, yes. Laura set the charity up out of grief. She found the strength and the power to want to help other people when she found 10 years ago there was not enough support for her son and there wasn't enough support for her out there so she wanted to make the world a better place having lost her son um, empowered her to help other people um, in the community which is great and you know helping one person makes the world a little bit of a better place you know it might just just be one individual but the knock-on effect of getting the right help at the right time is massive for those people that surround the the individual and I think as a society we're all better if everyone is a little bit happier in life and a bit more content with themselves and the life that they lead. That's so wonderful Anna you're absolutely right because you never just help one person do you 
you help all the people around them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such a tragic thing that we regard um, helping people with mental illness as something that can wait. It, it's a bit like saying to someone, I realise you've broken your leg, but it'll take you 18 months before we can get the bone set. It's, that's not something we would ever do. So it's great that you're teaching the first aid skills as well, because it's brilliant to think that people could just step in and help in a trained way with someone who's going through some form of mental health crisis. It's a great idea, Anna. Absolutely brilliant. It is, it is. And yeah, the basic things like, you know, we're all guilty of asking people how they're doing, but not actually waiting for the answer or, you know, having a conversation and actually being distracted by our phones. These are all signals and behaviours that we all need to stop doing because that, yeah doesn't create safe spaces for people to open up properly no it doesn't and and we also we're also quite guilty of that how are you today going oh i'm fine when you're when you're really not so a little honesty all round might be helpful um now you've received some funding from the women's fund for scotland um what was that for Yes. Um, so in our 10th year, the 10th anniversary of Joshua Nolan taking his life, um, we are launching a community activity program, which is aimed at people coming out of therapy. It's also aimed at people who approach the charity, not quite sure whether therapy is for them. And thirdly, it is for people that are simply suffering from loneliness and want to be part of something bigger. So with this funding, we are piloting a program of activities aimed for women initially to create community, to create safe spaces to open up about mental health and the vehicle being outdoor activities. So we have various groups in the outdoors, whether that is cycling, whether that is a group therapy walk, whether it's a skateboard session or outdoor yoga. It's activities where women can come as well as enjoying an activity, uh, open up about their mental health and know that it's they're surrounded by like-minded women. It's lovely, the idea that um, you're not sitting in a room staring at one another, going, how are you? Because that's really awkward. But instead, you're actually taking part in something like you're going for a walk. And I often find that that's when my friends and I really have heart-to-hearts when we're doing something. My friend and I like to go swimming, for example, and we just chat to each other. When I say swimming, Anna, what I mean is we go up and down the swimming pool talking to each other the whole time. Brilliant. Sometimes you just need a little something else to do while you talk about the really serious stuff. Totally. Yeah, it seems to be something to do with that, taking part in an activity as well, which which really, really helps. And how do you recruit the women for, for these sessions? How Do they come to you or are they referred? We've not started this yet. Ah. Um, it's it's all a big experiment and I'm really excited about all of this going ahead um, this summer. The women who will be taking part, hopefully they'll come to us via social media. That's how we engage with our clients, service users and community and also our newsletter and hopefully through the Women's Fan for Scotland uh, community as well. So everyone or all women are welcome if they feel that they need that safe space to talk about mental health issues. And do you find that women who come to stay with you, do they, do they volunteer? Yes, yes. I keep, I keep um, looking at it as a give and take circle 
generally men and women come to the foundation seeking help. These individuals come in a very low place, reaching out for therapy, reaching out for help. Um, then they spend some time with their therapists, feeling better and better about life and themselves again. And once they feel strong again, strong and in a more stable place in their life, they then want to give back because they've been receiving all this wonderful support. So they might come up with an idea of running a marathon to raise funds for us, or they might say, look, I, I really think this topic should be brought into our local school. I would like to do that on behalf of the charity. So we, we have a lot of women and men who represent the charity in different capacities, or they come and say, let me facilitate a group for you, <laughs> you know, ambassadors that help with events, the people that volunteer to, in order to give back. I think it's a beautiful circle of give and take that um, the client goes through. Oh, that, that, that's, that's, a, that's a lovely idea, the virtuous circle of needing help, then giving help. It's absolutely lovely. Um, and I guess it must be great to see success stories of particularly women who've come to seek help from you and then giving back to the organisation. Absolutely. It's incredible. The, it's, it's mothers that have, have received help for their children and are eternally grateful. And, you know, some of them, they, they come to us heartbroken and don't know what to do with their teenager. They're grateful for the charity saving their child's life, basically. Um, it is individuals, it's young professional women, it is teenagers, it's, it's yeah, mainly young, young women that do struggle. Um, unfortunately, in these tricky times and at an age where maybe you've completed education and the world is just in turmoil and you don't know what the future holds and it is really uncertain. Everything is. That's where a lot of young women approach us with depression, anxiety, all sorts of problems. It sounds to me as if you're, you're building up quite a, a well of experience in working with young women do you do you have any lessons that you would share with other organizations for working with these young women yeah i i think it is such a rewarding work helping women build themselves up giving them tools how to cope in uncertain times it's really beautiful work <laughs> it certainly is and also i can't help but notice you're, you're incredibly non-judgmental that must help tremendously Absolutely, yeah. Because the world is always out, especially young women, is constantly judging them. So it must be really great for them to have a safe space like yourselves that they can turn to. On the, on you know, on the one hand, it, there's all this temptation with social media and being sucked into this world that is really destructive. It's called social media when, in fact, it makes us really lonely. It makes us feel really separate from reality. Um, so, yes, having real life experiences, having real life connections and places that you can belong to is so valuable. Oh, it's, it's, it's anti-social media, isn't it? Because mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they're always you know, sitting there glued to the, the phone and getting the likes. And if they don't get it, then... There's something wrong with them. So actually having face-to-face -face experiences with, with people like yourself must be so valuable. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. So it's been said that there's um, an epidemic of poor mental health, particularly amongst young women. Is that changing your future plans in any way? Or do you see yourself being more in demand in future as a result of this? We are already seeing such an increase after the pandemic. Um, we've doubled the number of counsellors that we work with. And, you know, on, on the one hand, it's 
it's brilliant that people talk about their mental health more because we've all gone through this societal trauma and when we open up about mental health now we kind of know that other people can identify we've all gone through the same thing we've all experienced anxiety or stress or uh, loneliness to a degree in the pandemic whereas before the pandemic you probably wouldn't have spoken up about mental health because you just weren't sure whether it resonated with the other person or are you just the odd one out that is feeling bad you know mm. so people talk about it more after the pandemic however it just shows up how much help is needed and how broken women are so yes the services will always be needed and the bigger picture isn't fixed and where do you even start fixing it <laughs> well i mean yes i'm just as you're talking you're exposing and i said it was a deep well of young women with mental health issues but you're exposing a massive demand i mean the issues that you have to deal with are huge i mean what are the key challenges, do you think, for your organisation going ahead? Uh, funding. Funding is always, <laughs> yes, <laughs> always the yes. main issue. Um, so we're constantly seeking funding, donors, encouraging people to raise funds for the charity. And so far, so good. But we are in an economic crisis and... Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you nothing, nothing is reliable and nothing is sustainable in the long run. It's always, always a battle fighting for funding. And often funding gets handed out for a short time when actually we need to think bigger picture. It, it really won't go away, this, this mental health epidemic, like you say. Uh, no. And whilst you're keeping services so scarce, it's, it's obviously just going to get worse. Did you know, Anna, that 1.8% of charitable giving goes to women's organisations? I did know that. And it's shocking. It it really is. We need to talk about this more and we need to highlight this to the male population more. <laughs> and, and that, of course, is the interesting thing about the Women's Fund for Scotland. It's women giving to women to help women. Do you find that's another virtuous circle for you, is it? I think so. And um, we're all women running the charity. <laughs> um, it's a board of five women. We've all got our hands full and we've, you know, we're all busy trying to make things work. But it is so rewarding at the same time. Again, it's that, it's that cycle of giving and taking and we just need to shout about our services more and get more support. Yes. <laughs> Does it help having something actually even called the Women's Fund for Scotland on your side? I think it is. I think it is great. Um, lots of women shy away from money and finance. And I think it is a brilliant, brilliant organisation um, empowering women. women. That's another virtuous circle we've got there, Anna. That's quite a lot. <laughs> Today's world is so complex and, and so stressful. Organisations like yourself must be in massive demand. Yes, we are. We are. And it's, um, yeah, is it, a, is it correct that the, that the world relies on charity so much? I don't know. Or is it quite a sad reflection? I'm, my mind's not made up. But yes, with the systems in place that are clearly broken and not quite working right, um, there is a lot of demand and pressure on little organisations that want to make a difference. It's, it's telling as well, as you said, your foundation is run by women and it's women again rolling their sleeves up going, right, let's fix this somehow. Um, just to go back very briefly, so the, the, the Women's Fund for Scotland funding, 
will it will it help a facilitator to take people on the on these outdoor activities or how are you going to that's right that's what the what's the what what we're going to use the fund for and we're so grateful um to be able to pilot the system and hopefully find a way of making it sustainable in the future just by adding this new service our charity will grow so much and offer this other dimension of help like i said uh, therapy is not for everyone or not everyone is brave enough to take it on um so there there are so many other therapeutic ways of helping people and even just talking about your struggles is so valuable that i think it'll be so enriching for the charity's work to have the funding to run and facilitate group sessions and women can find these sessions on social media that's right we're going to we're going to launch um, a mental health awareness week which is next week so yes i'm really excited about um, publicizing the program on our social media on our newsletter on the website you're going to be really busy when when that all starts up. That's that's for sure. You're going to be running in circles. Never mind virtuous ones. <laughs> it's a horrible thing to say. I'm sorry that there is an organisation required like the Joshua Nolan Foundation, but it's a wonderful thing that you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us and listening to this story. I hope you've been inspired. And if you would like to support the Women's Fund for Scotland, search for us online and listen out for our other podcast episodes.